Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. Earth Day is this Friday, so we're spending the week talking planet Earth and the world community. We got it started Monday by talking about existence and the Earth itself. Yesterday, we talked about Earth as an experience. Today, it's Earth the Provider. In the modern world, we're so lucky to have options when it comes to what we're eating. We can walk into a grocery store and choose foods from all around the world without thinking twice about how they got there. But this level of ease has brought about a slew of problems too, from genetically modified foods to factory farm meats to prepackaged meals. It's the quantity over quality mindset, meeting consumer demand while decimating nutritional value. Pair that with the severe lack of education regarding nutrition, and we get a clear picture as to why heart disease has been the leading cause of death for the last 80 years, right in line with the introduction of prepackaged meals and factory farmed foods. So where did the most popular foods of today come from? How did they make it across the world? And why are they different from what they once were? Let's start with fruit. Fruit is the mature ovary of a plant and it usually contains seeds, which have developed from the enclosed ovule after fertilization. Plants can either self-pollinate or cross-pollinate. Self-pollination happens when a plant's own pollen fertilizes its own ovules. Cross-pollination happens when the wind or animals move pollen from one plant to fertilize the ovules on a different plant. Evolutionarily speaking, fruit's purpose was to be attractive to animals that would eat the fruit and after digestion spread the seeds, which in turn grew new plants. Different fruits originated in different parts of the world, as did the animals we most commonly consume. Our modern day cattle originated from the domestication and selective breeding of the wild aurochs of Turkey and Pakistan. Chickens originated in the jungles of Southeast Thailand, pheasant in Russia and Mongolia, duck in China, turkey in Central America, originally bred by the Aztecs for food, and rabbits are native to Europe. As trade between civilizations increased, fruits, vegetables, and animals became one of the primary forms of currency. As demand increased, the size of farms and magnitude of breeding increased, and that process has continued all the way into the modern era where the handling of our foods has changed immensely with factory farming. Animals were suddenly being bred in mass, in horrible conditions, packed in tiny cages, stressed and fearful, treated heavily with hormones, steroids, and antibiotics, fed mostly genetically modified corn, and in some cases, eating outright garbage, including plastics. All of this influences the meat we're eating, not just the fat content or the vitamin content, but the presence of cortisol, adrenaline, and other added hormones, antibiotics, and toxins like microplastics. Meanwhile, wheat modified to grow faster and larger led to an increased amount of starch, which dilutes other components, including minerals. At least 30% less nutritional value 
than its ancient ancestor. Lower levels of all minerals, including zinc, iron, and calcium, and packed with gluten, which before modern times existed at infinitely smaller levels. Fruits and vegetables were suddenly being modified to be bigger and brighter, to appeal to consumers, regardless of the effect on its nutritional value. Beyond that, they were, and still are, being doused in pesticides. Just like the pharmaceutical industry, the tobacco industry, and the oil industry, the food industry's impact on federal nutritional guidelines was incalculable. The food pyramid, which is absurdly inaccurate, was introduced and consumers all over the world began to consume the wrong foods in mass. The big food industry was booming, and still is. Marketing changed our relationship with food. We replaced animal fats and olive oil with vegetable oils and seed oils like canola oil. High fructose corn syrup became the number one sweetening agent. Access to quality food diminished. The need to supply supermarkets led to high levels of waste. Cooking at home with whole ingredients was replaced with restaurants, fast food, prepackaged snacks, and frozen meals. All packed with thickening agents, toxic ingredients, and high calorie ingredients, which encouraged overconsumption. Meanwhile, food education was abysmal. Consumers had no way of knowing that what they were eating was hurting them. Studies were crafted to support what big food was selling, and their death grip on Washington through lobbyist spending ensured that their awful secrets remained in the dark for over 50 years. The information age has led to both bad and good. But knowledge about the treatment of animals, how our food is being handled, and access to independent studies and nutritionists fighting to reveal the truth has led to a major grassroots movement demanding better. With this newfound knowledge, the population of people who resist these factory-farmed, modified, nutritionless foods is growing. People are seeking out solutions and spending more when they can afford it to buy food that they know they can trust, organic, free-range, grass-fed and finished, pesticide-free. But don't count big food out. They're doing everything they can to claim things are organic when they're not at all. They're switching up the names of harmful ingredients to trick consumers into buying unhealthy foods. So we have to remain vigilant. The greed of mankind has altered the quality of food that's available to us. But the tides are shifting. We have to resist the urge to turn to prepackaged meals, snacks, and fast foods that are high in calories and low in nutritional value. We have to turn our attention onto the way we consume. We have to return to the era of cooking with whole ingredients. We have to reward our farmers for growing foods high in nutritional content instead of quantity. We have to reward our farmers for feeding and treating their livestock well. We have to be aware of where our food is coming from and how it's being handled before it makes it through our front door. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to rekindling our broken relationship with our planet. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings. You can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. We'll be back again tomorrow for day three of our week discussing the world community. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.